Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. Today, we're exploring how to be a positive influence. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week's mission um, was to write down one thing you would do if you could not fail. So Brianna, how did that go for you? (laughs) Well, uh, this was a week. uh, I'm going to just be totally honest. I didn't do it. (laughs) I skipped (laughs) my homework and my mission this week. Um, So it has been uh, a bit of a tough week for me. And so I was just kind of, I'll say going day by day, (laughs) just trying to make it through the day. Um, And so there really wasn't a lot of looking ahead uh, this week to you know, identifying some things that I might be interested in doing or those things that I have been interested in trying it, but maybe have been a little bit worried about or concerned about failure. Uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't fathom that brain power this week. So I will say, um, I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say, okay, I'm going to say it. I guess I failed. <laughs> But um, really, it was, uh, I prioritized uh, this week. And, um, you know, I did what I kind of had to do. And I'm okay with that. I think um, sometimes you just, that's just the way it goes. How'd it go for you? You know, I love that you uh, went that way with it, because I do think there is a positive view to just admitting where you're at at the time and just noting that, you know what, this isn't the week for that mission. And I think a lot of people who are listening uh, probably know what that feels like. Or, you know, you're listening for the very first time and you didn't even know we have a mission. So you're like, I didn't do it at all because I didn't even know there was one. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, this one was easy. I actually did it as we wrote it. In other words, when we came up with the mission, I already knew what it, what I would do mm-hmm. if I uh, if I knew I would fail, and it would be oh I don't know start a publishing company, yeah. uh, have my sister work with me, you know, with no income coming in and having that kind of pressure. If I knew I wouldn't fail, I wouldn't worry about it, and uh, that's what I'm doing anyway. So uh, I feel good about that. Uh, but it was a really easy mission for me because it's the biggest. It's one of my biggest dreams, and it's the forefront of my mind. So yeah. That's what I would do. I would start my own business. And I did. Nice. And I would say, (laughs) look at you role modeling how that works and being a positive influence and a positivity influencer, which is a phrase. Oh, which you just made up. I love it. Uh, But this week, that is exactly what we're looking at is how to be a positive influence. And when we talk about that, Christy, what does that mean for you? Okay. There's a couple things that immediately come to mind that it does not mean. And it does not mean we did a whole episode on toxic positivity. And there's nothing that influences me less in a positive way than when I'm in a like a less than um a less than positive mood. If I'm low energy or I'm going through something really stressful, somebody just going, Well, look at the bright side, like that kind of thing, that to me does not influence me in a positive way. Mm-hmm. When I'm having a hard time. Sometimes I don't want to hear what the bright side of my hard time is, especially if it's something like grief or uh, job loss or something. Well, the good news is you get to remake your life. It is true. You do get a clean slate when you lose your job. But sometimes when you're immediately worrying about how you're going to pay this month's bills and the positive influence would be something to the extent more of, um, I don't know how you're going to make it through this, but you're a strong person and I've seen you uh, do this kind of thing before. 
can I help you with, uh, let me do this. Let me, you know, let me get you some free babysitting. Let me do some free babysitting for you and your kids. Let me do something, right? Let me, you know, help you out with the repair on your car, that kind of thing. Something really actually solid Mm -hmm. uh, instead of just like that sort of toxic positivity where nothing bad ever happens. And if you just look at it the right way, your life would be better. Yes, there is a positive way of looking at everything, but not in that toxic way and deliberately not doing it when somebody is genuinely um, and, and and we don't get to discern what the genuinely is when somebody's having a hard time. If they're of the opinion they're having a hard time, they're having a hard time. And I'm saying that not just for the people who may be like me, but I'm saying it for me, Brianna, because sometimes I think uh, that's not really that hard of a time. Get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not, that's no, no, Christy. That's judgmental, Christy. If it's affecting them, it's affecting them, right? Whether or not I think it's a good reason is beside the point. Mm-hmm. And right. And I think that that's so helpful to talk about right at the top to get out of the way what it's, you know, being that positive influence, what it's not so that we can talk more about what it is. And I appreciate you really bringing it to uh, looking at the more tangible ways that we can be a positive influence. Sometimes, you know what, sometimes whatever's happening is the best word I have is small right now. That's, that's what's coming. And I don't mean small as an insignificant, but it's, it's not, you know, a a big event, sort of like the things that you just mentioned. So it, it is just something that you can share, you know, a positive comment, uh, like a, just an encouragement, you know, just a, you've got this, like you, you had mentioned, sometimes it is that, and that can be enough. But I think what you're talking about, um, is really having some situational awareness to what's really going on for that person. And sometimes you might, you know, sometimes you might have to ask and you might have to dig because if they're like me, you're going to say you're fine, (laughs) even just because you don't want to burden people, even though you might not be fine. Um, But sometimes it is just a matter of really having some situational awareness to identify and maybe empathize with the person to figure out what it is that in that moment that you can do Um, And I do think it's important to not have the pressure of feeling like you've got a guess. So just ask them or just, um, you know, is there something in this moment? What can I help you with right now? I found, especially when people are, um, uh, what's the word, Um, kind of overwhelmed or really bogged down with something, just kind of giving that vague, like, well, I'm here if you want, or I'm here to help. I mean, that's great, but it's just sometimes easier to say, you know, kind of let's just stop and tell me what is one thing I can do for you right now. And sometimes that's just, let's sit here and talk about it. Let's, uh, they'll give you like a task. And is and I think those are your opportunities then to do that tangible thing for the person. And sometimes it's like, you know what, I am so overwhelmed right now. I don't know what that is. And then, you know, that's great. You've got some information on, okay, well, maybe I can, maybe the thing I can do right now is help you figure it out. Maybe the thing I can do right now is just to leave you alone and get out of your face (laughs) so you can figure it out and come back to me later. Um, But it is that opportunity just to be open to whatever uh, it, in that situation, whatever could be helpful. 
Absolutely. And I think the key there is to really be mindful of what the other person is going through. I do think being a good listener and really listening to what people are saying can genuinely help you decide how you're going to, you know, have more of a positive effect on maybe not in this moment on their mood, but on, you know, the way they think. I think one of the problems has been sometimes like, I think a one way to be positive isn't just to say, you got this, you can do this. Like, that's one way if that's a person who responds to us. But another is to just acknowledge, like, sometimes when I'm having a hard time, I don't even feel like I'm justified, especially with the little stuff. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if it's you've lost your job. That's universally. But it's another thing to, I'll give you an example. So when I was dating, I used to do a thing where I talked to people on the phone a little bit longer. And then I kind of built up the idea of who they were. And then I met them, Brianna, and it was some of those dates were genuinely like a real bummer. Mm-hmm. And I felt stupid. I felt absolutely stupid for looking forward to a date so much, just like a stupid dinner, right? In my mind, that's how I saw it. And like meeting someone and just being really disappointed that either they misrepresented themselves or that we weren't a match or that the date was actually antithetical to everything that they'd kind of led me to believe. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, this was, you were a really not fun date. Like not even not fun. You like, you were a, like some guys are jerks if I'm honest, just to say it. And like, sometimes I felt really stupid for being genuinely bummed out that week over a bad date. And I think one of the things that I've learned is, when I've run into other people who are kind of bummed out about like, you know, what somebody else would say is like a little thing, like a bad haircut or a bad date. Um, I remember those times and I could say, you know, honestly, I've been really upset over like once I, I generally was bummed out. I was looking forward to, now I've given up diet soda since, but I was really looking forward to a diet Coke. I put money in the machine. It was, I had the change. I was so happy. This was back when, you know, sodas were under a dollar in a machine. Mm-hmm. I had the, I, I scraped to the bottom of my purse. I had the right change. I put the money in. I'm like, all of my happiness is hanging on this diet Coke, which is totally unhealthy, but whatever. And I hear something come out, but it doesn't drop all the way through. Brianna, I bought a can that was empty because it had a hole in it. <laughs> And I was so bummed out. I've been mm. bummed out when I've put other, okay, there's going to be a lot of vending machine sadness, I'm realizing. But like <laughs> when I've put my money in and then that thing goes and then the one candy bar didn't come out and you're not the kind of person who's going to aggressively risk your life by tipping the machine. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they've got that little sign that it shows mm-hmm. the guy getting crushed by a vending machine for this very reason. Um and so when other people are like, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed out that that date didn't work out or this little thing didn't work out. And I was like, listen, man, I've been bummed out over not getting the right soda. Like, I totally <laughs> hear you. Do you know what I mean? And just to go there with them, to just say, hey, you know what? I know you, I know that other people may think this is small, but I understand how small things can loom large and you have every right to be bummed out about it. And in all honesty, when people have done that for me and I've done it for other people, it has lightened the mood. And it isn't exactly the way you think being a positive influence can manifest, but I think empathy and understanding and genuinely meeting someone where they're at can be helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. You were doing it for me earlier today when we had our pre, you know, we always talk right, you know, before we record and I just, maybe was, just for a couple minutes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> just a <Five> couple. <laughs> and I was just, coming in with the, you know, kind of low energy, low mood uh, situation. And uh, 
yeah, we just uh, talked it out. And I'll be honest, um, I, of course, uh, I feel better, but like, am I totally out of it? No, not, I'm not. And I think I won't be for a bit because as we've talked about, I'm just not sleeping very well, which is a factor <laughs> how well we can not only be the positive influence for ourselves, but how, how well we can handle uh, being a positive influence for others. Um, so I think uh, it is that sense of being able to meet people where they are. Also identifying, okay, if I'm going to try, uh, you know, if my goal is to be a positive influence in the world in general, then I also, you know what I'm going to talk about, self-awareness. It's my favorite topic. Um, I have to be aware of what's going on with me to know when I maybe just need to not be around people because <laughs> sometimes yes, that happens. Yes, I know that one, right? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> or where I just know, okay, I know I'm not feeling it, but I feel like in this space I need to, you know, help this person or just be there or listen um, and be ready to do that regardless of how, you know, what's going on with me. Or like I said, when I know that I can't do that, just be able to be really honest about it and my, and I'm not saying that this is the healthiest way to go folks. So take this with a grain of salt, but I have a tendency then to just step back and I might just be, you know, alone in a room for a couple of days until like I get resorted and then I can come back out <laughs> into the world. Um, so, you know, that's one option, but sometimes it's just a little extra, I don't know, like a little extra reframing uh, or, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? I'll, I'll say reframing that I have to do to just kind of get my headspace right to be able to still, you know, even if I'm not totally feeling it, still be able to be a positive influence uh, for those people around me, or like I said, just to be able to, to be more positive in general. I think now I recognize <clears throat> the goal really for me in that space is just not to be a negative influence. So if I've got to be just like <laughs> almost like energy neutral, which is so hard to describe, but sometimes you just are like, yeah, just in the that neutral zone where like, I'm not, you know, I'm like not necessarily overly positive, but at least I can say I'm like not dragging the energy of the room or the energy of this situation. I'm not pulling it down. And sometimes, honestly, that is, that's the best, uh, that's the best I can do. And I think I'm going to say, I think that that's okay. And potentially I'll even spin it into saying that's how you can sometimes be a positive influence. It's just not being negative. <laughs> I totally, I agree. I agree that sometimes the best we can do, there's sometimes there's situations that we're just powerless to control. And I think in those moments when we cannot add something positive, our best bet is to just wait for a different opportunity to come by at a later time and just not add to someone's burden. Do you know what I mean? In that moment. Mm -hmm. However, I would like to definitively, and I'm normally not the kind of person, if you remember, you're usually the person who puts the brakes on things and I'm all, bah, bah, bah. Uh, but I want to say that just because in a moment you do not have the opportunity to be a positive influence 
it doesn't always mean that you have to withdraw from people. Sometimes that's your opportunity to ask for help. Mm. So I don't want anybody to say like, cause I know that there's going to be some people that are of harder times asking for help that are like, well, if I can't, if I can't be the one helping, I better crawl into this little hole and like not go out into the world because I don't want to be negative. Just because you're not in the position at that time, because your life, you know, listen, sometimes we have to fasten the safety mask on ourselves first and that's fine. But what I'm saying is if you need that oxygen mask, <laughs> it's okay to ask the person next to you that's okay to, to help you put one on. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Don't necessarily be like, well, since I can't help anybody with their oxygen mask, I guess I'll just die in this corner. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no. It may be uncomfortable, but sometimes if you don't have the energy or the wherewithal to be the positive influence in the room, sometimes asking for help uh, to let somebody else uh, be that positive influence on you is actually, it, it, it strikes to the heart of the benefit of being the power of positive, being a positive influencer. We're going to call it that, Brianna. <laughs> the, the, the hope behind it, right, is that when you see what it does, for your own life, okay, to be helpful and a positive influence on others and how it feeds you, it makes it you more comfortable in taking in that same help. And it gives you the empathy you show for others, you can show for yourselves. And a lot of times, we're our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I definitely appreciate the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. No, I'm just joking. I'm not just going to help everyone with their mask. I'm going to do the whole plane. Right. Without my own. Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate the reminder that yes, asking for help is important uh, and it is okay. And it, I really appreciate that uh, looking at it from the perspective of you're allowing someone else to, you know, positively influence you and potentially those around you. If, if, uh, if they're essentially role modeling that in the presence of more in the in the presence of more people, um, because that is a part that has been a challenge for me, because usually I go off into a room by myself for a few days and like try to figure it out. So I, I do really appreciate hearing that and being reminded of that. And I also, too. Want to, um, you know want to want to talk about as well like there's the opportunity to just be a positive influence even when um like even when positive things are happening i don't know how else to describe that and and where i'm coming from with that is i had a really great opportunity this week um uh, at the beginning of the week to interact with some of our clients, which I don't in my position, don't really get to talk to our clients uh, very often. And so it was just an opportunity to connect with people and uh, be helpful <laughs> and to be, it was, it was seriously, it was so much fun that I, I got to take these phone calls and just either answer questions or uh, shuttle people to the to the folks who could answer the question and just these brief moments of being able to be um, like truly 
upbeat. I mean, I did have a little bit of my customer service voice on because I was answering phone calls, uh, but it really truly, as I was interacting with people, it just, it just like grew and grew. And it was just such a wonderful and positive experience to be able to talk with people again, not extensively, but just that one, that just brief interaction, I was being helpful, they needed something, I could give it to them, or I could get them to where they needed to go. And, and that too, is um, just great, because I do tend to think of like being a positive influence. Um, I have that tendency to think of it, you know, being that positive influence when things aren't going great, important very important, uh, but there's also being the positive influence when things are going great. Uh, and that is just as exciting. And I just, and I think too, um, especially beneficial for, it, it just feels like it has so much more energy to it uh, that then, I don't know, it's hard for me to describe. I'm using a lot of hand motions that nobody can see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just what, like, I'm even like a crazy person like, over here. Yeah, uh, like it's just growing. Uh, but uh, yes, I will just, I'll just stop there. That being that positive influence can mean being positive when positive things are happening, as well as when uh, people are going through us or having some more challenging experiences. And you know, I love that you made that point because I am big on being the hype man, and. I'm not even a big hip hop fan, but I've always loved since the beginning of hip hop that they used to have a guy whose job it was to get the crowd in the party mood, that mm -hmm. they assigned that. Like the interaction with the crowd was as important as the DJ was important as the guy rapping. They assigned a whole person to being the hype man. And I do think there is something to, you know, um, yeah, it's one thing to come into a negative situation and just try to mitigate the negativity of the room or just, you know, at least not actively add to it. But it's another thing that could be very helpful to sort of see that spark of positivity and fan that flame until it like catches. Because a lot of times people are afraid of bragging. They're afraid of, you know, making a big deal out of something that's happy. And a lot of times just in life, even on a different level, People are always hearing about things when it goes wrong. Like if you've ever worked, well, I know you've worked customer service. I've worked retail and customer service a lot. And you rarely get to hear, hey, great job. <laughs> you mostly get to hear all the complaints, mm -hmm. right? When somebody's writing a Yelp review, a lot of times it's only when something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? And I do think looking for opportunities to point out when things are going great. And to ask people, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Anything, anything exciting or, you know, any fun things happen? Any successes? Like just literally asking people what's gone right or noticing. Um, okay, I'll be honest. It's also a technique for, for influence, reinforcing behavior that you mm -hmm. enjoy. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is where, this is a benefit that you can get from being a positive influence. My guy, now right now we're doing the pickup on the groceries. But before that, my guy used to do the grocery shopping because he didn't like me ordering groceries delivered because he's, he's, um, let's just say he's a little frugal, Brianna, <laughs> you know, David, so, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and so he was like, no, before you do that, forget it. I'm just going to go pick it up. Make me a list. And, uh, as men sometimes do, Brianna, he would bring home, not the item on the list, uh, not a usable item. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and he would get genuinely sad to the, and. Literally, I heard Mark Marin on his podcast, um, <laughs> like 
I think he did a bit on one of his shows or whatever about a girl who would like when he bought all the wrong stuff. And then another comedian once did a bit about like, oh, let's play house. Let's pretend like I went to the store and I bought all the wrong stuff. He used a swear word instead. And you're going to yell at me for it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I know it's a thing. Um, and so what I've taken to doing is not just talking about when he gets the wrong thing but being very much about these are exactly the type of oranges I wanted. Oh, look, you know, like, good boy, good boy, good boy. Like you've done all of these things, right? Oh, this one would be better. You, you want the one with the, with the blue package, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Uh, and I tell you, especially on the weeks where all of the groceries were right, it was genuinely joyful for me to relish in the experience and he became a better shopper. So I'm just saying uh, it's a really great way to get what you want. <laughs> That's another uh, benefit of being a positive influence and just looking for opportunities to tell people when it's going right. Reinforce the behavior that is good. Yes, that positive reinforcement. Uh, also finding the, when you're doing that, finding it, uh, finding the um, meaningful recognition. So when you're providing that reinforcement or, or that positive acknowledgement, making sure that you're doing it in a way that is meaningful for that individual. So, um, you know, and, and that has been a really tough, I'm, I'm not going to lie, that's been a very challenging, that positive reinforcement has been somewhat challenging for me to understand because that's just not necessarily how I uh, learn, I guess, you know, child of the 80s, positive reinforcement. What's that? Uh, <laughs> it's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. That's, that's kind of, uh, you tell me the what not to do and I'm good to go. Uh, so while you're sitting in a room alone, taking care of yourself after school, don't right. do these 17 do things. Do not do these things because they are dangerous. Right. It's never good job minding yourself and not dying while I was at work. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, but it was definitely that being able to provide that positive reinforcement was a serious learning curve that I'm still learning how to do. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm joking a little bit, but uh, particularly when I became a leader uh, and was managing a group of people, like my brain just didn't understand like that you have to tell people when they're doing a good job. And I'm not kidding. You're laughing at me a little bit, but like, I just figured, well, you just come to work and you just do what you're supposed to do. Uh, that's, that's just why you're here. Uh, but I learned very quickly uh, that people need that positive reinforcement. They need to feel valued. They need to feel as if what they are doing is important. And the way that you do that is finding uh, ways to recognize that. So that has definitely been um, a bit of a learning curve. And that is, I think, one of the bigger lessons on how to be positive. Because I was, I think, you know, before I started to become a little bit more aware of what needed to really happen, I was doing the, you know, hey, this is, you know, hey, this is wrong. Uh, this didn't go right. Uh, you forgot to do X. Because in my mind, you know, having the responsibility for this whole work unit, right? Um, all I can see is where the danger is. 
That's all I can see is like, oh my gosh, there are so many places where this could go horribly wrong. I need to head that off at the pass. Or if it's gone wrong, I need to be like, okay, here's what happened and here's how we don't do that again. Uh, but that just gets very, very, very old very quickly and it gets demoralizing. And then people just, as you, as you um, illustrated, they just start not wanting to necessarily do anything because if the sense is I can't do it right, which, why should I bother? I get it. Uh, so it is important to understand if we're trying to be a positive influence. Now, that's not saying we don't have difficult conversations with people. It's not saying we don't hold people accountable for their behavior and their actions. We absolutely do. And we also have to make sure that we're recognizing them when uh, they are doing something well, when they've gone above and beyond, or sometimes just saying, hey, you know what, it's been real tough these last few weeks or months or, you know, whatever, depending on what's going on. Thank you so much for being here and consistently coming into work and having that, you know, having that great attitude that's been a positive influence to your peers. Um, something that is not only positive, um, but also that's, you know, done in a way that's meaningful for them and that's individualized so that it speaks directly to their in their contribution specifically uh, so that they can feel that what they do matters and that they're valued. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that's really great because I think like how to positively influence others in the workplace can be particularly challenging. So much so that when we started our original Positivity Fest a million years ago, we started it in the workplace with our coworkers. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just the four of us. But I actually think we did have a genuinely positive influence um, on the other people working at our office. And one of the key ways we did it was uh, as like a little group, us just refusing to go negative, except for we couldn't, what I thought was hilarious about it was we couldn't hold it in, Brianna. Like mm -hmm. we, we kept having to correct ourselves and we had to adopt, I don't know how many minutes it was, but it was like either daily or every week. Do you remember when we'd go back by the dumpster and just like complain for like a good, mm -hmm. like 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. and then we could go back being positive. So I do think like one of the ways is to have a healthy designated way to um, get rid of some of the negative energy and to address complaints. Because I just read in, uh, not read, I listened to an interview with, uh, I don't know, some sports trainer guy. I don't know anything about sports. I just love like to hear the language of sports. I just love that competitiveness. And the guy said um, a thing about pressure, uh, that pressure, you can, you, you know, diamonds are made under pressure. You can do your best work under pressure, but stress is pressure that isn't addressed. And I think a lot of times people try to mistake that toxic positivity for not addressing problems head on. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways, particularly in the workplace, is that acknowledgement piece that even if you can't fix the problem, acknowledging that the problem even exists, do you know what I mean? To say, I know we're going through, particularly now, I know that we're working remotely or that things aren't where they were and that things are different and there's a lot of uncertainty and the rules keep changing. I know, and I know that's stressful and we're just going to be doing the best that we can. Even just saying that, acknowledging what's happening, even if you don't have a solution yet. Because um, a lot of times I used to avoid it. I used to avoid even acknowledging the problem if I couldn't solve it in the moment. And uh, that only that has a less than positive influence 
on others and for the most part has a negative impact on my life. <laughs> well, it does. And I appreciate hearing that because I'm definitely one of those people that's like, not that I, I'm not like a nothing to see here. Uh, I can acknowledge that there's something going on, but I definitely don't want to get bogged down in it. So I will like kind of, I'll see that problem and I will compartmentalize and like file it away. Uh, and then I just need to keep moving forward because I feel like it is very easy for me to kind of get caught up in the problem, particularly the ones that I can't fix. Um, because my brain just keeps trying to find solutions and then I'm just stuck in this, you know, problem that I don't really have any uh, influence over when I could be doing other things. And so I really just had to learn to let it go uh, and focus my energies on those things that I can actually do something about. And that's, that can come across as that exactly what you just described, uh, that sense of like, you know, the world is blowing up and I'm just like, yep, I see that. But like all this stuff over here is blowing up too. And I got to go over there. But to the people who are like, holy crap, the world's blowing up. Like, Why are we doing something about this? <laughs> I just look like some, you know, jerk who's just not at all empathetic to how people are feeling or, or doing or trying to deal with this. Because in my mind, it it's been dealt with like the dealing is the compartmentalization, but still like it's, it's a non-issue because we're, we're doing this thing over here. And so again, as much as I tend to talk about self-awareness, sometimes I can forget that people don't think like me and people don't process and they don't, you know, we all see the world very differently. And so it can be really important, again, to step back and to come into that sense of empathy to say, okay, well, if you didn't have this, either this ability, or if you just didn't see the world in a way that just compartmentalizes things, holy crap, this would be really scary. Let me step in and, and see what I can do here. Uh, and that's, I talk about that as if it's super easy and it's not, and it's not, it's, it's something that I've just really come to learn recently. Uh, that I definitely still have to practice quite a bit because my tendency is just to like, yep, problem, let's deal with it, can't deal with it, then we need to like put it away and get to the things that we that we can do something about. I totally know what you mean because I I always feel like if I'm going to talk about a problem, I need the solution to come alongside it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. why bother talking? The weird thing that I realized over time is um, with my, the way my compartmentalization worked uh, was I put it into a box and uh, to me, I always use the um, Tupperware analogy. Mm -hmm. I put it in the Tupperware, the leftovers, you know, the leftovers that I don't have anything to use for right now, but I, maybe later. And then I throw it to the back of my refrigerator, or maybe I intentionally put it in the front and then over time it just pushes back. And then one day, Brianna, I run out of Tupperware. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why my life is a chaotic mess filled with 
festering stuff. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I need Tupperware, right? I didn't realize that I was, and then I have to go back into my fridge. And now in the time that I've left it in its box, it's, uh, it's, it's made something of itself in there, <laughs> you know, and uh, now it's kind of more to deal with. <laughs> and I didn't know how to solve this problem in the first place. And I think that was one of the dangers of my compartmentalization was I thought, well, if I can't handle it now, I'll handle it later. Later never came. And I never acknowledged the cumulative effect of having a lot of compartmentalized problems for later, how it sort of just slowly slows down the ship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Until it's, why am I so sad for, insert quotes, no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Because all my Tupperware is growing food with hair on it. So yes, I am equating my mental health to moldy Tupperware, but it, it, I, I believe the analogy is apt. I like it. <laughs> yes. And, and it is, you know, I feel like it's something. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just keep, oh, Tupperware. Okay. So I do think that that's really you know, really important to talk about is how our coping mechanisms can either, you know, they can definitely help in the moment. Um, And particularly if we've got effective ones, then great. Uh, But sometimes if we've got those that are ineffective, they are very challenging. And I think, you know, you talk about the, um, the moldy Tupperware and mine would be, you know, uh, what I've, recognized is it's compartmentalizing so much that it just like kind of cut off like an ability to I I do feel like it has damaged my ability to well up until now because now I'm working on it again but damaged my ability to be empathetic so I was much more likely to be that person that you talked about at the top of the episode the person who's like well what is the problem here like, what are you, what are you so sad about? Or what, what's going on here? And, and just oh, you like mean the person like me. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, let's, let's, uh, haven't you dealt with that already? <laughs> you know, Or what's the point in talking about it if we can't fix it right now? Right, right, right. Let's Why go. are we crying? Let's There's no positive. crying in life. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, definitely not positive. Definitely not a positive influence. And so, um, Recently, uh, I have started to become aware of how that uh, my my compartmentalization can negatively affect others, and I'm really working on uh, knocking that off, <laughs> finding better ways, finding better ways to do that, which is actually kind of exciting to, I don't know, deal with stuff. <laughs> so I think. Again, I'm going to, you know, make that plug for when we want to be a positive influencer, if that's what we're looking to be. Again, we're not going to do it 100% of the time. That's not, that's just not realistic. But if we are trying to be at least more positive than negative, uh, it's got to start with our self-awareness and understanding what is it that, um, not only what is it that holds me back, Uh, from being positive. So things like my compartmentalization or, you know, sometimes my ability to, my, my need to identify where things could go wrong to try to mitigate them from happening or like 
I guess, control the world. Um, identifying how that can quickly get out of control. Um, but we, we just have to identify the things, of course, that um, are negative, but then also identify where where do we really shine when it comes to being a positive influence? And, you know, is it things like with you and you're just such so great at being encouraging and being that hype man and being being the person who who will celebrate uh, celebrate the wins? Um, you know, finding those things that we're really that we do really well as far as being a positive influence and 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 really kind of sink our energy into those things. Um, again, working on some of the things that, you know, maybe are barriers, but as we've talked about before, related to taking the, related to the Clifton strengths, we really want to put our time and our energy into those things that we're doing well, because that's where we're really going to get the, um, I guess, like the, the biggest payoff. I'm not sure if that's the best uh, phrase to use, but I think it works. And I love that you brought up, brought up Clifton strengths because I am a total convertee to that way of thinking. Uh, for me, I always dwelled on what I wasn't good at and I just kind of was trying to shore up my losses and it's a really different kind of game. There's um, what did somebody say? Fear helps you win, but doubt helps you lose. Mm. And I never really totally understood that until somebody said, if you're doubting whether or not you can win, you're just trying to not lose the game. Mm -hmm. But if you are afraid you might lose, there's a difference. You'll prepare. And when you go in, you want to go in not to not lose. You want to go in to win. And I love the language of competition. Not a lot of people like that type of language. I totally understand if that doesn't work for you. But if you're kind of the person like me who sort of felt a lot of shame around their inherent competitive nature, I really liked that type of phrasing. And so what I loved about Clifton Strengths was it was very much about, sure, you can shore up the things that you're not good of. And if you have good, good of, good with, um, or good at, rather, pick any preposition you like. Uh, if you shore up the things that, that are like holes in the boat, let's say, that's good, right? Like if you, like for me, um, I had some very toxic dating patterns that needed to be addressed, Brianna, <laughs> before I could move my life forward because I was just getting into these relationships that were really draining. Or even some of the people I chose for friendship were the kind of people where I just spent my life attending to their needs. And um, they were very demanding of my attention. And I just kept putting myself on the back burner. And I did that in all of my relationships because of some self-esteem issues I had. I wanted to feel helpful. And mm -hmm. it's very easy to take this wanting to be a positive influence and using it as a way to be um, self-sacrificing self in a way that is not beneficial to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, giving more than you really have and not attending to your own needs. And I think one of the key ways to be a positive influence is to really look at yourself and lead by example. If I am... If I'm leading a positive life or I'm working towards bettering myself and I'm doing good things in the world, I, I will attract more people doing that. And people will actually ask, you know, how do you do that? What is that? It's sort of like there are people who preach at you what you should eat. But if you've ever seen a friend of yours who had more of a body shape that looks like mine and then they lost weight, I want to hear what they did. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like somebody with six pack abs that have been an athlete their whole life. I really enjoy your story, but I cannot relate to your story. 
right? But if I see someone who was just like, wow, you used to drink like three, I'll tell you, I tell people all the time when they ask me how to quit Diet Coke. And I said, you know, <laughs> the way I did it was I waited till like I got, I really wanted to quit. I tried and failed for a really long time. The withdrawal issues were really hard. And uh, then one Christmas when I was going to have the New Year's resolution of quitting Diet Coke, I got really sick and my throat really hurt and I couldn't swallow the Diet Coke. And I realized when I came out of it that I um, had gone through the hard withdrawal while I was sick mm -hmm. and that this was my big shot. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd already gone through feeling bad. If I could just stay stopped, um, I'd be all right. And so, you know, one of my biggest tips for giving up like something is look for a jump start. If you're accidentally sick, if you end up going somewhere where you're not allowed to smoke for a couple of days, use that as your jump start and just be like, this is my opportunity. And just look for like that little bit of wind on your back when you're sailing in the universe. And uh, I've got to say, a couple of people have told me it's worked for them. And so, um, and I mean, I used to have jokes in my act about um, like people would send me, <laughs> I'm not even joking, somebody did send me uh, a picture of a rat with a tumor on its head, allegedly from the fake sweetener. Mm. And uh, in the joke and in real life, my first thought was, I could wear a hat. Like, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> how much can that tumor weigh? Okay, I don't want to gain any weight. That's why I'm drinking this diet soda. And it wasn't until later when they were like, yeah, diet soda actually makes you fat. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know if it really makes you fat, but there's a correlation between obesity and uh, artificial sweeteners that, um, you know, that is an interesting bit of information for me to have. Mm -hmm. See that friend shared some information and was a positive influence. <laughs> yes, yes. But the person who sent me the rat picture was just like, yeah, I'm not quitting. Not now, but mm -hmm. thanks. This is a very funny bit for comedy. But. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I think there, you know, we've talked about it here before when we're looking at being uh, more positive and then definitely looking to then, you know, almost like take that show on the road and be a positive <laughs> influence for other people. I think the biggest piece that to me has been helpful when I'm looking for people to like be a role model or, you know, looking for uh, people to almost like get that little bit of a positivity uh, injection from. I think it definitely is that sense of, you know, the folks who are being very authentic with it. And in particular, uh, when we talk about it, it's that sense of, you know, you know, they're very honest about maybe some days they've got it and some days they don't. Um, and they can be very open about it or at least acknowledge like, yeah, man, today I just don't. <laughs> Today's not the day. Or uh, one of the things I think that's really helped uh, for me to be more of a positive influence is to recognize when I have maybe dropped the, not even maybe, recognize when I've dropped the ball and apologize for it and kind of put it out there to say, you know what, yesterday was a really tough day. Or, you know what, I'm going to even say a lot of times I don't, I try not to preface it because it makes it seem like I'm 
making excuses. I mean, there's reasons for it, of course, but I'll just say yesterday I was kind of negative and a little bit crabby. Uh, and I apologize for that. And I'm, I'm really working on being more positive. So you know what, I just apologize for bringing that, uh, bringing that energy here. And a lot of times for me, that's, um, you know, more so with work, because that's just where we spend so much of our time. Uh, and in particular, when work is really stressful, a lot of times people are so lovely and they're like, oh, first of all, they're like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> like, what? Uh, this is weird. Uh, but a lot of times they're like, oh, I didn't even notice or I didn't think it was that bad. Um, and sometimes they're like, thanks, because, woo. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do think it's almost like, um, you know, making that declaration of I'm trying to be a positive influence in this space. And so this is what I'm trying to hold myself to. So I'm okay if you hold me to that too. If you hold me accountable to say, hey, you know, that was kind of, and we, right, that's how we started with the Positivity Fest was holding one another accountable to say, um, <laughs> I don't know, Brianna, <laughs> that didn't sound too positive, or excuse me, yeah, that didn't sound too positive. And I'd be like, dang it, okay, let me, and in the beginning, it was just pointing it out. And then it, it slowly changed to, okay, you're going to point it out to me. And now I've got to turn it around a little bit. Right, um, the reframe. The reframe, so important. But that's, that to me has been, I feel like the most um, especially in that workspace, right? Being po trying to be more positive at work and that, that positive influence is really, you know, letting people know that this is what I'm trying to do and that I'm I'm aware of it. And sometimes I'm going to slip up, but I will hold myself accountable and try to do better next time. Absolutely. And one of the things that I uh, that I want to bring up in addition to that is that sometimes you're a positive influence in someone's life and you don't even realize it because it doesn't always take effect immediately, right? Somebody gives you a little piece of advice and in the moment you're not receptive to it. Like I've been not receptive to it. And then later, as I grow older, I remember, Oh, that's what they meant. Do you know what I mean? Or I get that advice from one person. Like, uh, let me give you a, what is the example? I remember the first time I heard the phrase, you train people how to treat you. And I've used it ever since. And I don't think it was said ex in that exact way, but it basically came back to me in that way. And I've said it over and over again. When I kept attending to people who were more demanding, mm -hmm. they learned that they would get more of my attention by being more demanding and more unreasonable. And I'd kept the reasonable people at bay. And I remember the first couple of people who sort of said something to that extent or something like, and maybe some of them didn't say it in a, um, in the best way. Like sometimes they said it in a kind of, um, yeah, well, maybe if you just stop bending over backwards for people who don't deserve it, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have more time for yourself. Do you know what I mean? They'd say it like in a kind of jerky way. And I'd just be like, you know, you're just mad because I'm not going to the movies with you. You know, and the truth is I didn't want to go to the movies with that person, but they were nice about it. And then they just snapped on me and then, you know, different things happened. And I and slowly, though, over time, I got the I have some codependency issues here. Do you know what I mean? I have some, you know some issues where I'm giving more than I really can. And I'm just doing it because I don't like the idea of people being mad at me. And so what I'm training people to do is to threaten me with their anger 
to manipulate me into doing things I don't want to do. And I have that all over my life. And despite the fact that for years and years, well-meaning people were telling me, you've got to stand up for yourself. You've got to do this. You've got to do that, Christy. I didn't do it. But there was a weird cumulative effect of me finally realizing that's what they're talking about. That's what this weird self-esteem thing is about. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just because you're mentioning something and it feels like it's falling on deaf ears, some of us, hello me, um, just take a little time to learn some lessons. Don't be disheartened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I do think too, um, that, that, that sense, I really, uh, really appreciate the sense of, um, or, or being reminded that sometimes we're going to just be going about our day and we don't even know. I, I re- appreciate being reminded that we don't necessarily know the influence that we're going to have on someone. And so, uh, that is really, I feel like that's great because it means, you know, just being a person in the world, there is an opportunity for me to influence, um, either another person, kind of the environment around me, um, whatever I come in contact with, I guess, uh, it gives me that opportunity to influence something positively or negatively. And that I really appreciate, um, kind of the reminder that I have a choice in that. And I don't necessarily need to know whether or not someone's going to see it, hear it, take it, understand it. But for me, I, I need to try to remember that I want to at least, I want to at least try uh, try for positivity, even if, even if no one takes it, even if no one sees it, even if no one wants to, uh, acknowledge it, I guess it doesn't matter for me. I just want to like, I just want to get it out there. Um, and it's so interesting because again, I found myself being a bit negative at the beginning of the week um in traffic you know traffic's my i guess traffic's my trigger i don't know achilles heel <laughs> yeah 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 traffic's like ah oh, got me again and um what i think about that is you know i had a situation where someone uh i'm not going to get into it basically someone cut me off and i was like hey man I, I honked my horn. I did the whole like, raise your hands, like, what? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yep. what are you doing? And, um, because like, oh my gosh, you almost hit me. Uh, and, and he flipped me off. He honked his horn at me as if I should just know that magically he wanted to be in my space. <laughs> yep. And what I thought about that was I, it, I actually thought about it much longer than I wanted to because it made me so angry. And I think, okay, so I did honk my horn, but mostly because I wanted him to know that I was there and and not hit me. Uh, And a little bit like, WTF, man. Uh, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I also knew that in that moment, I could, once he flipped me off, I like was seconds away from like honking at him again and like throwing some other, you know, throw my own birds around. Yep. And I was like, 
hold on. <laughs> like, it's not that dire. You are okay. Uh, I did have some, you know, maybe some judgy thoughts about if someone's going to do that, they're not going to respond well to that. And, and there's no point to it. But I do want to say that doesn't mean, as you just talked about, it doesn't mean that you're always going to, you're just constantly letting people get away with things. Um, I do think that there is a place for holding people accountable to their actions. Um, I do think that there's a place for having, um, you know, those crucial conversations with someone to say, you know what, what you're doing right here is not okay. And that in and of itself can be a positive influence, not only on that person, but particularly if whatever that person is doing is not, is definitely not okay for, you know, more than just me. Uh, it is important to bring that to light because um, it's important, I think, to just not allow, not allow that, I guess. And again, that sense of we have to be accountable for our actions. And I know it doesn't feel good when someone's like, hey, man, you know, you maybe weren't, you didn't handle that the best or, you know, this wasn't right, whatever, it doesn't matter. But when someone's essentially holding you accountable, I know it doesn't feel good, but it's important. And I think that is a way that we can have a positive influence, not only on ourselves or the person that we're talking to, or, um, but, but those around us, because it's, I, I don't know, I don't know that I'm necessarily explaining it or kind of getting to the point well, but I just, I do think it's important. I agree. And you touched on so many points there that I think are really important. One, with the traffic story, and I know this because we were talking about it, I think one of the key ways of making sure that you're more of a positive influence is to really look at um, what's going on in our lives. Because I think, I mean, I, I know for a fact that you're having some sleep issues. And I constantly know that when I haven't gotten enough sleep or something's happening with my sleep, that I have a genuine level of impatience or if I'm in pain or if I'm going through some health things, or if I'm under a lot of stress. And I think that's, you know, you always bring up self-knowledge, self-awareness so much. And I do think that it's very much the oxygen mask, you know, because there's other times where you wouldn't have to talk yourself out of shooting somebody the bird. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that mm -hmm. <laughs> you're usually a pretty patient person, although we, you and I both um, tend to be more um, raw with other people's rudeness, because it's just like, mm -hmm. how dare you? Um mm -hmm. I was reared to put company manners on in public, and this is not that. Um, <laughs> and I just, so it very much is like, you know, if you want to be more of a positive influence, uh, you know, just know that sleep comes into it. I, if I don't have the energy, it takes a little more energy, honestly, to be positive. And mm -hmm. if I haven't eaten right, if I'm not, if I'm sleepy, if I'm stressed, it's not happening that way. And um, it's important for me to know that going in so that I can kind of be more aware of what my tendencies are going to be, <laughs> let's just say. Mm -hmm. So if I'm low on sleep, I got to, yeah, I got to do a couple of other things or just let it go. Like being like, okay, yeah, I've been tired. So I'm not, I'm not on my A game today. I'm just going to have to just to live with that. And then also you mentioned, and I think it is really important that being a positive influence, particularly when you want to positively influence others in the workplace, or if you want to be, um, have a positive influence as a leader is it doesn't mean keeping the peace at all costs because mm -hmm. you don't want to be negative. Sometimes it means having to address 
a situation that is not inherently positive, a negative situation, a situation that is going to be difficult or confrontational um, in order to fix what is happening. Because if you have a toxic person in, in, in the workplace, or if you have somebody who is just borderline harassing the other employees, it's not in the name of positivity to say, you know, to just, and I, my people pleasing nature in my, well, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want him to have a hard time at work. And, you know, that sort of, no, sometimes being positive means doing something hard, doing something that has negative consequences for someone who perhaps has those consequences coming. Like it doesn't mean helping people avoid the negative consequences of their actions. Sometimes being a positive influence, particularly in the workplace or where you're in charge, where the buck stops in your family, you know what I mean? Stepping up and saying, this behavior is unacceptable and dealing with that negativity from that person to positively impact the group and your own life. Mm -hmm. And definitely, you know, one of the ways to be a positive influence is um, one of the things I found is just sharing some of, you know, sharing some of the pearls, the nuggets, the wisdom, whatever it is uh, that I've learned along the way or identifying some things that have helped me is just kind of having those at the ready so that when you're in a situation like that or when you're in a situation with somebody who's just really struggling, it's not just that you're being that you're being positive for them right then and there, because that's important, but that also then you can share a little bit of some, if, if they're in the mindset, right? Not, not everything, not every moment is a teachable moment. Uh, but if there is that opportunity to share that with them, that you're really ready, um, or, or again, you have a couple of those things, some of the, like the really low hanging fruit or those um, sort of easier things to grasp or do, that you have those ready so that in the in that when you have that opportunity, I should say, uh, you can just share that. And, you know, one of the things that's really been helpful for me is I have a couple of examples that are pretty standard uh, that can be tailored kind of like, you know, can, can kind of fit in multiple situations so that when someone's really struggling or when they, you know, when they've kind of struggled through something or they've been going through something and, you know, uh, they're kind of out the other side of it and then they come back and we talk about it. It is being able then to say, you know, I see, you know, here's what I saw. Here's what you said. Uh, here's what I think might be happening. And then having that conversation and then say, well, you know, I can really empathize with that because I've gone through the same thing. I have those same thoughts. I've reacted in that same way. And here are some things that I've done to, help lessen that. Uh, here's, you know, I tell people about the positivity fest and I don't think they believe me because <laughs> they're all like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I talk about how, you know, if you're, if, if it's going to be a really hard day going into it, maybe find somebody to buddy up with to say, hey, when you hear me say this word or when I do this, that's like the cue to just remind me, oh, hey, you know, it sounds like you're going a little negative there, or it's the cue that I'm really struggling and I need you to just kind of step in and maybe ask me, uh, you know, ask me a couple questions to help me kind of get out of whatever I'm in. But being able to, in the moment, just share, to really share those personal experiences so that it's not just like kind of that platitude -y, 
well, if you just did this, but it's truly, look, I've been there. I know what this feels like. I've been, you know, oh gosh, I've been so tired that all I want to do, I, I can't decide, do I want to cry or do I want to sleep more? I don't know. Um, Mostly from working nights, that was not my jam. But, you know, I've been in these spaces where you're just so overwhelmed that you can't see what to do first. And so you're kind of just, I, literally, I used to sometimes just have so much on my plate as a staff nurse that I would just start to walk in one direction and be like, I don't know. And then <laughs> be walking in a circle is like, okay, you need to stop. But just again, those those times when you're not doing it perfectly, when things aren't going well, and then you view, you know, you use some of the, uh, the skills that you've developed, the techniques, um, but that you can share those with people in those moments that they're receptive to it so that they too can start essentially to be a positive influence for themselves and to get themselves on that path and then eventually to, you know, help be positive with those around them. Yes, I totally agree with that. I do think having on the ready some um, stories that are relevant or anecdotes that are relevant to different situations on how positivity can help you um, and it has helped you personally, like it's sort of like a testimonial. Like if somebody says, no, you know, like I, I always think of it in the same way. I remember you specifically, you're the influence on me that I can now drink black coffee. <laughs> and I know that sounds something mm -hmm. small, but I do fasting and without the black coffee, I don't know that I could do it. And it's it, sometimes it could just be a very, very small thing. Like, no, no, I totally know what it's like. But I remember, um, when I first had to file my own taxes at an, as an independent contractor, I hadn't realized that I was supposed to be filing estimated quarterly taxes and I hadn't budgeted my money correctly because it was like a shoestring startup kind of deal. Um, and I didn't have enough money to pay my taxes, if I'm frank. And a friend of mine who wasn't the most fiscally responsible friend of mine said, you know how like I don't like to do anything, but um, but then sometimes I do. Um, like I just got into really, really bad avoiding the IRS and it was really crazy because when I finally called them, they were so nice. Um, she's like, they were so nice. And I've had to call them like a bunch of times and they've always been nice and they'll just work it out with you. Like, I'm not even joking. And she's like, and you know, I don't know how to call and handle things. And I just remember what a great endorsement for just working out with the the IRS. And she's like, every time I've called, she's like, I've only gotten one mean person. And all you have to do is just hang up and then call back. It's really big over there. You know what I, mean? I was just like, okay, we have a plan now. We're going to call and talk to somebody nice. And if they're not nice, just randomly hang up and then call back. And that's how we're going to settle it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just called them and tackled that head on. But that influence was very positive because it was very relatable. And she was meeting me where I was at. And then sometimes if you have a really great relationship, especially if you're keeping like company with people who are also trying to be more positive. And I'm of the opinion that you don't even have to be more positive than negative. Every inch that you're more positive, every percent that you're more positive pays dividends. So if you come from being 97% negative down to 93, I'm going to tell you that 3%, you're going to feel a difference every time. Mm -hmm. And if you know someone, and I've done this with, <clears throat> I don't know, a friend of mine. <laughs> I remind them their story. Like if, uh, if like you have ever been talking to me and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't really know if I could do that. I was like, really? Cause I could think of 17 things that you've done. That's harder. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. when have you ever been in a situation where you were like, Oh, there's work to do. 
I guess I just won't do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, hello, that's me. That's not you. <laughs> you're going to be fine. <laughs> of course you could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to just remind people of themselves. Uh, and if you keep company with people who do great things, uh, I've, I, this isn't about you. So, uh, and it isn't about my friend. This isn't about you, Chris, either. Uh, I had <laughs> just a case, two friends. <laughs> I don't want to give the details because they were, they told it to me in confidence, but basically it came down to, they were believing a horrible story about themselves and they just couldn't see that it wasn't true. And it was kind of getting into a little bit of an argument until I finally said, one, I totally understand why you're feeling this way. I've thought really negative things about myself in a similar vein, but I will say this, I was wrong when I thought that, and I think you're wrong now, and you're never going to convince me because I'm your friend that it's different. Mm-hmm. And then later they were like, oh yeah. And then, and then also you get the added thing when they come out of it. Oh yeah. Was it right? I was right. I didn't jump on the, you're a terrible person bandwagon because you're not. You're a good person going through a terrible time. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do want to also bring attention to just seeking out. Um, and I don't know how to, I don't, I don't totally know what I'm trying to say here other than I think it's it's really encouraging when you're trying to have an, a positive influence to know that other people are out there trying to do the same, I think, or at least are trying to learn how to be more positive. And, you know, particularly now when things are so challenging for so many people, I think it really speaks to... Um, you know, it makes me really excited. It makes me uh, happy to see that there are people out there who are searching for it. Because I, I know that that's one of the reasons uh, we decided to do this uh, at the, well, gosh, almost a year and a half ago now, I guess, at the be- back at the beginning of April, March, mm-hmm. I don't know, all this time. This is episode 72. So it's 72 yeah. weeks ago. There you go. Um, that, that, I feel like as challenging right now as things are, you can, I can feel that people are looking for positivity. People are looking to not only have, like learn more on, on how to, how to grow that in themselves, but also to be a positive influence on other people. And that to me is, is in and of itself a positive influence, I guess, to know that there's, you know, that there are people out there and they just, they just want want that positivity and they're really looking for it and looking to grow it in themselves and hopefully grow it in a larger um positivity community sense i guess if if i had my kind of pie in the sky i you know what i could wish is that you know we're coming together to say you know even in the even in the most challenging times we're coming together to say we're supporting one another to be a positive influence on each other. And that to me is so exciting. And just, I can't even, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than just thinking about that and knowing that there are folks out there who are are looking for this is a positive influence on me. So I will say, you know, to the folks who are listening, to the folks who are searching uh, for positivity, thank you for being that positive influence on me. 
Yes. And I love that. I love that remembering that there are other people who are trying to make a difference in the world in a positive way, even if it's small. And just in a practical matter for me at the beginning of, you know, because we, we started this just as the pandemic was happening. And there's a lot of negativity in the news. And it's not negativity just because uh, people making it up out of no reason. There are a lot of, there's a lot of stress in the world and there's a lot of divisiveness. And I think one of the things that just on a very practical level is, for me, I decided that I wasn't going to add to the pile on of just one more instead of instead of me just raging on Facebooks or, or getting into social media fights. I decided that when I believe strongly in something, I want to take action, whether it's a donation or a small support in a positive instead of fighting against. I wanted to advocate for what it is mm -hmm. I wanted. And just before, like, it's sort of like how you stopped, you're like, oh, wait, this situation with the traffic is negative. Before I throw this guy the bird, realize, you know what, I'm just going to stop here. We're going to just leave it here. And I think on a practical level, just making sure that, uh, you know, before you hit send on that outrageous email, before you jump in and add to the heat of the moment uh, of an argument to just think really quick, what am I putting out here right now? And how do I really want my life to be? And what do I want to attract more? And some people are advocates and they are the kind of people who get out there and they, um, they influence the world on a very, um, on a very like political way, you know, in a very, like they're, they're demonstrating, they're marching, they're, they're advocating politically. That is their job. That is their calling. And I totally support that. However, for me, um, me just randomly unfriending people on Facebook and getting upset and letting that be the forefront of my life and then doom scrolling throughout the internet had not had a positive influence on just me and the people around me. And so I made a deliberate choice to just think through what I'm doing, especially if I find myself, uh, what's the word? Like, I guess the kids call it today, like about if I'm very aggro, Brianna, if I've got that, mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? If I got mm -hmm. that, that, that you could feel that energy on it, that heat on that moment where like my face is hot and I'll show them and it's doesn't, it doesn't feel like a beautiful thing. Let's just say mm -hmm. when I'm feeling very ugly, I better watch what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And again, coming back to that sense, that sense of not sense, just coming back to that self-awareness to understand where it is, you know, what it is that can trip you up, what it is that uh, can prevent you from being positive. And then again, looking at what it is that, like, what are the things that bring you uh, that excitement or that, that, that openness to be more positive? Uh, and again, going towards those things that uh, really speak to those, you know, those as strengths and sinking a lot of energy or not a lot, but just sinking energy into those things so that you can get those exponential, uh, exponential results. Absolutely. And uh, just, we're all just doing the best we can. And I think being mm -hmm. kind to ourselves in our own mind and uh, at, by all means, though, do not get negative about your lack of ability to get positive. <laughs> like, just don't feel bad about feeling bad, everybody. Yeah. It's not. Just do the best you can. And uh, I think that does, that brings us to this week's mission. Uh, this week's mission is to ask yourself, do I have a positive, negative, or neutral influence on others? And we'd love to hear from you, your questions and perspectives on the topics we've discussed. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, and in the next episode, we'll explore negative thinking traps. Don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast because it helps more people to find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. We'll talk soon.